if it's like under 32, I'll start with a like a balaclava. Baklava? Baklava. <laughs> Which one do you eat? <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Coaches on Couches. Bing slouches. Happy Halloween, everyone. A spooktacular episode we, we planned for you today. Changed the color of the light. <laughs> which has messed with all the other colors of the cameras. Yep. So if we look orange, that's why. We'll start singing the Oompa Loompa song. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So today we're going to talk about layering. Mm -hmm. Very important topic. Sprinkled in with like how to deal with cold weather. Yeah, I mean, so kind of many combo plan. A lot of people like are terrified to to get out in the cold weather. But really, realistically, if you have the right gear, that's a huge. Key. I mean, yep. that's it's not a, not an issue. You can really make it down to some pretty chilly temps if you have the right stuff. And as we go, uh, if you are listening to this live, you can post. Uh, you know, what's the coldest you've ever? Oh yeah, trained I'm, in? yeah. That, I'm interested to hear. I always like hearing those. I don't know Coldest. what mine is. Mine's like 28. What's actual temperature? Wind chill? I, think I know it, we've done some where wind chill... Uh, wind chill was below 28. Was, was yeah. well below. Yeah. We'll dive into that, though. All right. I am Coach Dale Sanford. I am Coach Bryant Funston. We are the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time-crunched athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. Every BPC coach is trained in our five pillars coaching system that has been developed over the last decade through our at, uh, work with athletes of all ages and ability levels from fresh off the couch to world championship competitors. You can find out more about BPC by going to buildpeakcompete.com, checking us out on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, wait, Facebook and YouTube. Gah, I was, you were trying I was to read going it off without. script. <laughs> Facebook and YouTube at Build Peak Compete and all up on that Instagram. There we go at BPC Performance. Don't worry, Brian. One day we'll take the uh, training wheels off. Next week's the week, man. Next week's the week. Tune in next week <laughs> to see if Brian can say to the opening can... without screwing it up, without messing it up. All right, we'll get to the topic of today, but first, shout outs. A very quick shout out. Very so quick shout out. <laughs> Tis the season Tis for, the season uh, for not a whole lot of, of racing. Off, off season, yeah. Uh, big shout out to all of the hop cycling folks. So we uh, we opened up hop cycling for uh, previous members and our, our BPC athletes. We're about ready to open that up mass scale uh, to everyone. Yep. Um, but this will be, we started what, going into the 2011 season. Yeah, it was like late 20, yeah. 2010 into yeah. 11, I think, was year one. We keep trying to figure out what, what year, year one was. Actually but, been, yeah. uh, we did not think it was going to turn into what it what it has. So, uh, yes. yeah, all the people signed up thus far. I think there's, I think there's already like 20 people almost. Close to, yeah, close 20 to 20 already registered. Signed up, and those are just from the people who've done it before. Mm -hmm. So if that's a, that says anything about the program. If you have no clue what hop cycling is, it's an off-season indoor uh, program where you do it in the comfort of your own home. We live stream it. We can see you. We have you. Uh, it's optional, but if you set your video camera up, we walk you through this. It sounds like it's very technical and, and hard, and you have to be a, 
if you uh, have a webcam, exactly. It's, it's if you it. have uh, if you have one of these, uh, you're good to go. But yep. um, it's essentially live feedback combined with a program that's been developed over the last what ten years, nine, ten years. We'll um, say ten. We'll say ten. Uh, and yeah, runs from December third this year all the way to when the time changes again. So March fifth is the final. And the goal is to have you ready to rock and roll for whatever your March, April into the summer brings for you. Yeah, we always see big gains out of people over the over the winter. The people who actually do the do the, the work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll dive into more information on that next week and get yep. a little bit more. Hopcycling.com. Yeah, check it out. Cool. Um, we've got a couple of good lucks here. Um, we've got uh, Michael Ort who just won't stop, uh, and he's heading to Los Cabos. Gonna do the seventy point three there. Man. Got some people doing Big River Crossing. Big River marathon. Crossing, yep. Uh the local gravel race happening. Yep. Uh, Outdoors Inc. Yep. Was the longest standing cyclocross race in the nation. Yeah, that's sad, man. Um, but they uh they're seeing the fact that a lot of eyes seem to be going towards gravel. Um and so yeah, that's been yeah. same weekend, same day essentially that the outdoors yep. uh inc cyclocross race always was. But this is just gonna be just across the river uh, on the other side of the Mississippi. So if you're if you're local and like riding bikes, whether it's a mountain bike, cross bike, gravel specific bike, get on out there and yep. have a good time. Any bike goes. And uh, yeah, I think it's a great idea to to make the switch. You know, mm-hmm. given the changes in the in the cycling world right now. Yep. Got one more. Good luck. All of the uh, athletes headed to the Tennessee State Cross Country Championships. Percy Warner Park. It's a tough course. Oh, is it in Percy Warner? Yeah, it's all. Yeah, it's been there every late there every year. Is it really tough course? And uh, oh, yeah, especially good luck to all of our MYA elite uh, yep. folks headed over there. And um, yeah, grip and rip, folks. All right, we'll get to the topics of the day. Layering. Layering. Fun. So, where are the, where are the Layer. main goals? Layering. Layering. <laughs> nah, layering. Uh the the. The two main goals, really, uh, we want you to stay warm while you're you're going through your, your training or racing. Um, and the second part of that, so while you're staying warm, we, we don't want you to be so warm that you're sweating buckets. Yeah. So stay warm, but sweat as little as possible. So you're kind of trying to stay in that <laughs> in that balance. If We're you've going ever watched, yes. If you've ever watched uh, Bear Grylls. Back when he would tackle the elements, he would always uh, he would always talk about <laughs> if you if you sweat, you're, you're wet. wet. If you're wet, you're, you're dead. dead. You're dead, man. <laughs> you're dead. So uh, yeah, it's all about kind of monitoring, uh, paying attention to, and then layering properly so you can easily adjust the uh, effective temperature that your body is at uh, from the elements. Yeah. So like let's let's give a brief rundown. Pain oh, drain. Pain drain. Coming at us Bango early Bango today. <laughs> I just threw that in there. Just throwing big bango bongo. Yeah. Your go-to of late. Yeah. So let's go into some types of layers um, because there are pretty much a ton of them, and each I would say each layer has different versions of itself. Oh, for uh, sure. So let's just kind of go into to types of layers. So if we start kind of closest to the body, yeah. you know, you got your base layers that you you can use tons of different varieties of base layers. There's some that are the sleeveless, some that are short sleeved, some that are long sleeved. Um, do you usually wear base layers? No. 
I can't, I can't wear, personally, I cannot wear base layers. There's people that wear base layers in the summer. I, and get, I, I get so hot same. in the base layer yep. that it's just, I, I, I'm such a zipper person. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that, but um, I can't do, can't do base layers. And some people have to have base layers. So if that's you, that might be something you need to experiment with. Base layers are typically one of the cheapest things on, uh, on this whole list true. that you can add or, or experiment with. So a base layer. Um, and then if we're talking about, you know, in the, in the cycling world, you've got typically after that, you got jerseys and there's different types of jerseys you can. Yeah, tops and bottoms. You got jerseys, bibs, shorts, tri shorts, tri tops. You got long sleeve uh, jerseys. You got singlets if you're a runner. Yeah. You got, you know, tech tees, long sleeve tees, like all that, you know, we're just, we're just, that just falls in a category of your typical tops and bottoms. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we've got okay, one extra layer. Yeah. After the that, you have your your vests, your shells, I guess we'll call yeah. it. Your vests, your jackets, um, which are kind of the, the big two. But within that category, you've got stuff that's just meant for wind protection yeah. and no warmth. You've got you know your thermals that are meant for a lot of extra warmth. You've got some yep. that's for uh, water, uh, either waterproof or um, water resistant. Uh, so again, you got a ton of different options uh, from a uh, from yeah, jacket. Wind and wind and rain barriers are are a big part of layering, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're gonna you know get hit by some some of the elements there. But yeah, and then you have like on top of that, you've got just specifically like thermal layers. So you've got thermal jackets, thermal bibs, bib tights. Uh, yeah. You know, all those things can be thermal uh, lined. Yes. In and of itself. Yes. Uh, so thermal jackets, tons thermal of options vests. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you're jumping over to gloves, mm-hmm. which is probably one of the most important layers. For me personally, if if I can keep my feet and my hands warm, like I can handle some some really cold temps if I can keep feet and hands. Uh, I think a lot of people will throw like ears and face into that category. I've got like weird ears that you know once they get cold they're okay. Like I never really have to cover my ears much, but, um, for a lot of folks and a lot of the people we coach, it's, it's sort of the feet, hands, head, if those can, can keep warm. Um, so you got your gloves, bunch of different varieties. And then you also have, you know, for cyclists, you got either, and runners as well, I guess the actual socks. Um, but then also your, your shoe covers that you can have. Yeah. And then you kind of got, you got head coverage, like you were saying. Yeah, I have to cover my ears. You got neck coverage, arms, knees, toes, shoe covers, toe yep. warmers. So let's go into uh, go into tips. We'll get into our tips real quick. This is going to be a pretty fairly quick episode. Okay. Yep. So uh, big tips here. Looking at the start and finish conditions. So essentially, you need to become your own uh, weather person, and and know that I've had it happen before where looking at uh, the, what the end conditions were supposed to be didn't actually, didn't actually materialize. So I had some days where I dressed as though it was going to warm up to 50 degrees or 55 degrees and it stayed cold, but that's, that's kind of where the value of having layers comes in. Um, but tip number one, know how cold it is. Take a look at whether or not there's a wind chill. You know, if you're going to be riding a bike, uh, versus running, you know, typically runners can get away with a lot less coverage because they're going at much slower speeds. 
Um, if you're cycling, you need to add in. Are you going to be riding at 18, 20 miles an hour? If so, there's going to be a wind chill that you got to take, uh, uh, take into account. Yeah, definitely. I've done longer running events in normal running shorts and like arm warmers mm -hmm. at 20 degrees, you know? Yep. Whereas on the bike, the wind chill effectively by the wind, you know, is so much higher that you've got to, you know, you have to barrier the wind a little bit more. Exactly. So moving on to kind of the next tip, um, and we've already sort of alluded to this numerous times, but using multiple thinner layers uh, is going to be a lot better for you than going with, you know, one big bulky thermal jacket, for example. Um, because if weather's uh, conditions do change, if you do end up heating up, if you end up getting hot, if you're riding um, or training or racing, um, running at a higher intensity level than you thought, um, it's very easy to overheat. Like one of the worst uh, episodes of overheating I've ever had was a cold day that warmed up and I was dressed with like some thick, too thick jackets on. I started sweating early and that made me sort of feel like I was cold, but then I just kept sweating and I ended up getting like so, so dehydrated. Um, that was, that was probably an episode of hyponatremia that I had like early yeah. on. I couldn't hold down fluids after this ride and it was all because I, I wore too many bulky layers and didn't, uh, didn't ever shed any of it. Um, so multiple layers is, is the best way to go. Big thing is you can also like take it off yeah. and shove them in pockets. Take it off, put it on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Put, yeah. Po like having storage in your pocket, especially if you're a cyclist, if you're a, you know, if you're a runner, triathlete, you know, you, you have a longer layer, long sleeve layer, you can tie it around your waist. That's about as good as it gets. Sometimes mm -hmm. they pack in themselves and they'll strap around you or whatever. But like as a cyclist, you've got three little pockets two of them are usually filled with nutrition mm -hmm. and your phone and stuff like that. So you have very little space to shove layers. So if you're wearing nothing but bulky jackets and you have to take it you're off. You're stuck with them. Yeah. You're, yeah, that's it. <laughs> you're stuck. Yeah. I mean. And one recommendation I, I would have um, is if you're buying a, a vest or a outer layer of any sort, you know, a jacket, buy one that does have pockets, you know, most specifically for the cycling folks here. But that way you not only have your your inner layer, you know, your jersey that you're probably wearing, um, but you also have this outer layer that's going to have pockets. It's going to allow you to access your nutrition a lot easier while you're going because it's it's very easy to get behind on nutrition if you're having to lift up, fight for it. You've already got your bulky gloves on, which is always a pain, um, and then trying to dig into a pocket and then put your, your, your outer layer back down over your, um, you know, your jersey. So if you can buy a jacket or vest with pockets, it's going to help you out uh, in multiple areas. Yeah, another another one, that, and this is one thing that we we have in our kits is you can uh, layers that you can zip the sleeves off of. Mm -hmm. So like it's pretty popular now. You can even on even on my thermal jacket, you can take the sleeves off. So then you just have a thermal vest. Yep. So you can start by taking those off, you know, and then and then you can unzip and zip and. Yep. Whatever. If you got arm warmers underneath, you can take those down up, you know. Some of the toughest days, uh, like in the cycling world is if it starts at like in the 30 ish oh, yeah. range, but it heats up to like 60 by the time you're done. Yeah. Because at 60 degrees, 
for the most part, so I'm wearing shorts. And... I'm jersey. Yeah, I'm jersey shorts. Maybe arm warmers if I'm not used to the cold yet. Like this time of year where I haven't really done much in the cold, I might wear arm warmers still. But um, but at 30 degrees, I mean, it's definitely. I I like arm warmers. Arm warmers are kind of my go-to. So I'm usually jersey arm warmers. I've got my windshell over the top of that. I've got my big thick gloves at 30 degrees, my ski gloves that I, that I, I end up using. Um, sometimes I'll go with like my slightly heavier jacket if it's going to stay at 30 degrees, but if it's warming up to 60, that's, that's a lot of stuff. It goes I, out the window. I pack like an, a different set of gloves that I'll start with in my pockets and I'll end up swapping gloves out. The, the jacket usually comes off. Um, so yeah, the, the toughest thing to dress for is when there's a massive swing in temperature. So that kind of goes into like a big, another big uh, thing that I, I do is I, I use as many layers with zippers on them as possible because zippers are like automatic, quick ventilation mm -hmm. or close, you know. Think of it like rolling the window down, right? right. If you're exactly. driving in a car and it gets too hot, yeah. quick little drop of the window, yep. cool it off, take the window all the way down. It's freezing, no time. And especially when you might be, you might be doing a, a ride that or a run or whatever that the intensity is going to go up and down either via the terrain mm -hmm. you know you got a downhill <laughs> you just well, yeah. climbed uphill and... exactly the terrain may determine your intensity on you know even a base ride mm -hmm. and the group might in, you know determine the intensity so being able to go up and down on you know sometimes two and three zippers makes a huge difference uh in in your ability to ventilate that heat and oh, not sure. sweat like crazy Yep. I mean, realistically, those clothes trap heat pretty efficiently. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, taking it down during an effort, primo. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And one of the worst things you, you can do is, and it happens all the time in the cycling world, is there'll be like faster segments that go straight into like a store stop. Yeah. And so if you can like have a, a slight cool down period after uh, where you've gotten really sweaty, because... What you don't want to do, we mentioned it at the on, on the onset. If you sweat, you're wet. If you wet, you're dead. You don't want to go into hard effort, go inside a store, start pouring sweat, and you come back out. Your core temperature uh, cools down super quick, and you can never heat back up uh, in that scenario. So, um, if you are one of those people that gets suckered into going too hard uh, on these longer, longer days in the off season, uh, be aware that you might want a little buffer time to cool down unzip let yourself dry off some um before you head into a that's what, what one of the things that you said is something that i do as well because that happens mm -hmm. uh is bringing extra sets of gloves you know just in case oh, your yeah. your gloves get soaked out those are the worst mm -hmm. uh, i can i can deal with some of the like wetness in the jersey and chest and everything but if the gloves get wet they're ruined they're, mm -hmm. they're done for the day so <laughs> so yeah bringing extra sets of gloves is, is big uh, you know, we talked about wind blocking, you know, that's a, that's a big thing. Um, and one thing that you're saying, it, like, it's okay to like be cold in the first, you know, 20 minutes or so. Now, yeah. you, you know, you don't want to be like freezing to the point where you can't use your hands. Cause mm -hmm. I've been there before. Yeah. Forget your gloves. You think it's going to warm up faster than it does. You forget your gloves thinking you're not going to need them. And then you can't even use your brakes because your hands are frozen. Yeah. That's not safe. No. So like, it's okay to be a little cold if it's going to prevent you from like carrying too many layers, 
Yes. And then like prevent you from being way too hot yeah. at the start. Like when you get there, like if you ride to your ride, mm-hmm. well, you might have 15, 20 minutes to get there. That's okay to be cold, but you don't want to be like pulling off layers and like already being exactly. soaked at the start of your ride. Yeah. Kind of the big thing here is don't, don't dress yourself uh, thinking about how warm you need to be if you are, are just standing outside. That's different than you actually being outside and exercising and generating heat with your body. Like I would wear a lot more clothes if I'm just going to go outside and, you know, watch a football game, say, where I'm just a, a spectator on the sidelines versus me going outside and doing a four hour ride where, you know, it may not be super high intensity, but it's also not, you know, zone one style stuff. Um, so I always like to be a little bit cold on the way to, you know, if I'm meeting a group or whatever, that until my body is warmed up, you need to be a little bit cold. You're trying to dress for how, how you should be layered, what you should be wearing once your body uh, is revved up and warmed up. Yep. If, you, if you find that you hop out the door and you're like, whew, I feel perfect, you're overdressed. Most of the time, yeah. Guaranteed you're overdressed. Unless temperatures yeah. are going to drop over the course of a ride, yeah. you are overdressed or a run. Same thing with a run. Like for runners, you can get by, and Dale already mentioned it, you can get by with wearing even less than what you know a cyclist would. Yeah. Because you're going to be working harder. You're going to be generating more heat than a cyclist typically will. I'm a huge will. fan of like, I use my cycling vest and arm warmers all the time on runs. Yeah. Because you can change, you know, ventilate and, yep. and change your, uh, or regulate your temperature so quickly. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I use that stuff all the time. And a lot of this stuff's going to be experimentation for you. But uh, from what I think we have both found is keeping the wind off you where the wind's not cutting through mm-hmm. you. So where you can, where you can regulate that is huge. Yeah. Um, and then from there, experiment with those, with those underlayers. You know, are you someone who needs to have a, a long sleeve you know, shirt, are, are you, uh, do you need something thermal underneath? Do you need a base layer? Are you fine without a base layer? Um, like we've said, zippers are, are huge because now you can adjust different layers, um, to kind of get your airflow how you want it. Last, uh, like major, we'll do some example, I guess we'll get into some examples here, but, mm-hmm. uh, last major tip are the old, uh, the chemical foot and hand warmers. Yes. Those things are clutch in the, uh, in the, in the real cold template temperatures. And like, what I would say is don't put them in your shoe, mm-hmm. put them on top of the shoe. I've done the, in the shoe before. Yeah. That's not. And then it just annoys you the whole time. Yeah. Put them on top of your shoe and then put your shoe cover over it. Yep. And that will keep, I mean, even with some, I've had some ventilated, uh, road shoes that I didn't want to like. I don't want to buy another set of road shoes for the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just tape the bottom vents and then like put those chemical warmers over the top, put the shoe cover on. Boom. Yeah. Good. And what Dale, don't, don't let that, uh, if you didn't hear that taping those bottom vents off. Yeah. Is, oh yeah. Is key. Uh, cause most, you know, for you cyclists and triathletes, most of your shoes are going to come with air vents underneath and you do not want cold airflow hitting the bottoms of your feet no. uh, over the course, you know, at 30 degrees. Um, so yeah, tape those off. That's a good reminder, actually. I need to tape those off. Yeah. I just use electrical tape. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, those chemical warmers. And all, like 
the chemical uh, hand warmers have been huge for me in the super cold. We had what three weekends in a row last year, I think, that was like wind chill under twenty, mm-hmm. and those chemical hand warmers were huge. I just had them in my gloves in between two layers of gloves, and I was, I mean, they they kept my hands toasty. All right. So last thing, give a few examples. So we're already talking about cooler weather anyway, so there's no mm-hmm. reason to talk about anything beyond like. Let's say. So for me, like when I start thinking about going away from just bibs and jersey, and I'll let you kind of touch more on the running side of things. Um, and you can, you know, if yours is different, everyone's going to be different. We got some people on our, our team. And it <laughs> that, drops below 60 and that, they're full on. Yeah, full on like long jacket and, and bib tights, uh, thermal bib tights. But for me, like typically under 60, uh, if it's going to be sunny out and stuff. Uh, is when I start thinking about, and usually it's just arm warmers and vest is kind of step one. Um, knee warmers get added about the 55 degree range. Um, if I'm racing and intensity is going to be high, usually it's just bib jersey still at 55 degrees. Uh, when I start getting below 50 degrees, then I'm thinking uh, that's when I add my uh, wind jacket typically. Um, and I won't wear arm warmers if it's going to be, you know, around the 45 to 50. When I get below 50 or 45 degrees, then I'm usually doing jersey uh, with obviously a full full zip jersey. Um, I'll have the wind jacket, arm warmers. Uh, that's what I'm going with. Under 45, I'm going with some kind of heavier, heavier gloves typically. From 45 to 60, I'm wearing... Um, I have like the ASOS. It's it's part of their like three system. Yeah, that's but like, it's kind of their mid range kind of spring fall. It's level. worth worth every penny. Yeah. Um. And I, but I'm someone who always rides with full finger gloves. So like summertime, I'm wearing a very lightweight full finger glove. But under about 45, I'm usually wearing my kind of ski gloves. And I usually just go and you know I, I don't typically I don't go and buy a cycling specific glove. I know people that, that do, but I've had perfect success, uh, just using a ski glove. Um, but for me it's hands and feet. So it's a lot easier now that most people, well, a lot of people are on electronic shifting Yeah. with, with the bulky ski gloves mm-hmm. rather than the mechanical a little tap. Yeah. Deep, yeah. Deep. yeah. <laughs> Until you start hitting both or the wrong one. Yeah. Uh, so I'll do knee warmers, typically knee warmers, bibs, uh, till about about that same temperature, 40 to 45. When we get under 40, I'm definitely going with a full length, uh, yeah. like tights over the top of my bibs. Um, and then shoe covers. So I'll do toe, toe covers, which is different than shoe covers. I'll do toe covers from about 60 degrees to 45, 50 degrees. Under 45 for sure is going to be the full uh, booty uh, full coverage. And that's going to depend again on the ventilation of your shoe. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then if, if it's looking like 32 degrees, like freezing or around freezing and cooler, I'm definitely doing the chemical pads on top of my shoes with the full covered booties over the top. Um, I'm doing the hand warmers at about that same temperature, the chemical hand warmers, if we're in that freezing or below, um, for me personally, like I mentioned early, I don't need a ton of like face coverage. I'm, I'm the opposite. But if it's 
like under 32, I'll start with a like a balaclava. Baklava? Baklava. <laughs> Which one do you eat? <laughs> That's the baklava. Yeah. So I'll do the balaclava. Uh, but I can't have, I, I don't know why, but I can't have anything that comes all the way over my head. So I can't have like, I, I don't pull the thing all the way over. I just let the top part hang back. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can, I'll, I will cover ears and like nose and face. But I was totally comfy. Well... Not totally comfy. I've been comfier, but I uh, I handled you know those three weekends in a row where temps were twenty eight and stayed there the whole ride. Yeah, with wind chill in the teens, um, with that setup, and I actually ended up taking the head thing off because uh, I started getting too too hot. Um, but I didn't. I mean, that was just Jersey wind. I did have arm warmers on underneath, so under like forty five. And again, you sort of got to be thinking about how hot's it going to get to. So um, I like having the arm warmers if it's going to be a big change in temperatures. I essentially treat that like a long sleeve jersey, you know, yep. arm warmers and, and jersey. Did that get confusing? No, not at all. No, no. I would say, uh, you know, the <clears throat> running again is is all going to be different to the, you know, it's going to be different for every person. Some people need more, you know, or just more cold natured than mm-hmm. others. Um, personally, I, I mean, I won't even, I won't even put on anything more than shorts and a short sleeve, uh, until it's under 50 degrees. Uh, and then, you know, occasionally after that, go to a long sleeve. I've got a, like a, a light running jacket that I'll throw on that's super ventilated. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, like gloves are the big thing that I use, like yeah. when it gets cooler, like gloves. And then when it gets really like, if it's going to be real cold and I, and I know it's going to be real cold and probably stay that way the whole time, I will start with like short sleeve shirt, arm warmers, and then the running or the cycling vest on. And then I, I, I don't like for running, I'll cover like my head in the beginning and sometimes use one of those like neck neck gaiter covers yeah, yeah. so you can like take it down over your neck or put it on your head like robbing a store not robbing yeah, a store yeah okay. exactly mm-hmm. so other than that i mean like i when i run i put out so much heat like i said i've ran i've ran in 20 degrees in a in a singlet shorts and arm warmers and gloves mm-hmm. and that was it i mean no. the coldest runs i've done uh, when i visiting family in new york you know freezing temps uh basically still shorts gloves arm warmers and a cycling vest and that's it so so start with that yeah if you get hypothermia and die then then go with more start uh yeah start like one thing i guess we didn't touch too much on um is socks yeah i was gonna bring up socks so like for me i spent a couple seasons where i found like the biggest what appeared to be the warmest looking socks out there. And, uh, they ended up being like the worst for me. I don't know if it was the fact that it prevented circulation in my feet or things got so tight that I couldn't actually, uh, you know, get, get, get any blood flow. Um, but the big bulky, what appeared to be warm socks, uh, don't work well for me. So actually the socks I've got on now, I'll point them at the camera here. They're like a, um, a lighter weight 
uh, fleece style, right? Fleece? No. What the hell kind of these? <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. That's what I was looking for. Um, and like a wool mix tend to work really well uh, for me, but I don't like going with stuff that's too thick because um, that, that, that just doesn't work well for me. If you're, if you're finding that your feet are getting cold, um, adding those chemical pads over the tops of your shoes uh, and using those shoe covers tends to be a lot better than trying to find like a super warm um, sock. And I guess the other thing we didn't touch on a ton um, is wet weather. You know, we get, we get it here. Typically Dale and I are in the both uh, same camp of if it's cold and it's wet, I've never been more miserable than like the ride. It was 30, like six or eight degrees. I'll be perfectly honest. I don't really go outside when it's cold and wet. Exactly. I'm not, I mean, call me a fair weather uh, mm -hmm. athlete here, but if it's wet and cold, I am more and not than, a race. I will smile uh -huh. while I sit on my trainer or run on my treadmill. Yeah. Rather than go outside and be wet and cold. Yeah. And the reason for that, so, I mean, some people like to go out in any condition just because they can't stand being indoors. Um, and some like to do it just because it makes you look uh, pretty tough and feel pretty tough. But for me, like if you get to where the quality of your workout goes way down because either you're so miserable um, or you can't focus or all you, you can't stand it and you just want to be done. I feel like the quality of your workout, you can get more done, even if it's a shorter period of time, by going indoors um, versus your body working so hard to just try and stay warm. Mm -hmm. um, and there's certain situations where it's you know just not safe uh, to be you know battling with all of that. If you're so unfocused, thinking about how cold and, and shivering you are, HTFE, that can be man. that can be a bad situation. Uh, so yeah, call, call me a namby pamby. <laughs> but uh, I will, I feel like I get a lot more out of a trainer. So if it's under like 50 and raining, if it's, a, if it's raining at the start and, and 50 degrees, I'll be on the trainer. But yeah. if it's, if it's a race, I'll be out there. I'll race in it, but I'm not yeah. going to train in it. Uh, if it's over 50 and raining I'll, and other people are doing it, then I'll do it too. Uh, but if we're like talking 30s and rain, which tends to be what we get here in Memphis because we rarely get snow. Yep. That's just miserable. You can't really dress for that. Uh, now, those of you from uh, the UK, go ahead and weigh in on <laughs> <laughs> on riding in wet weather. How, how much of how much how much of uh, sissies we are? Yep. Over here. No, but uh, we didn't touch a lot on the wet weather stuff because Dale and I personally don't do too much of it. No. <laughs> Socks for you. Uh, I mean, I usually go with, I, I usually wear my standard socks until it's real cold and then I'll put on some, some thermal, more yeah. like wool thermal socks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, about probably 40 degrees for me. I just don't like, below. I don't like how they like, I feel like when I go to a, a much thicker sock, it crushes my foot in my shoe. Same. Yeah. And it just, I, I don't like the feeling. So I'd rather use the chemical warmers yeah. and, and shoe covers. And I know some people will, will buy specific winter shoes. I've got a set of like mountain bike style um, mm -hmm. that are just designed for cold weather. Uh, I, I prefer having my road platform typically. So I use those for a season. They, they were nice, but um, I prefer sticking with my road, my road shoe. Yep. Some people will have a winter shoe that they'll buy a size bigger so you can accommodate a larger sock. Yep. Um, but again, I've had 
riding in temperatures below, you know, in the teens, I've been fine with the, the wool style sock and those chemical warmers. Cool. Sweet. Real quick, uh, real quick. Good luck. Stacy Taylor Thomas is, is, uh, running her first 50 miler this weekend Ooh. in the, in what looks to be some cold temps. Nice. So layer up. Layer up for Ooh. sure. Layer up. Oh, let us know how it goes. Yeah. Cool. You got anything else? That's all I got, man. All right, folks. We appreciate you hanging out, listening, watching, and we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Adios. Adios.